And we're talking travel today on 2NURFM, thanks to our sponsor, Travel on King. And it's a special day at the show. Sally Lucas joins me. And Sally, we've got some special events around the world we're going to talk about today. We are, Jane. And I thought, well, our show's pretty special. And we're not on the world list yet, but you never know. We might be one day. <gasps> and I thought, well, let's just talk about some anniversaries, sporting events, the festivals, etc. Uh, this year, of course, there's lots of special anniversaries. The Magna Carta, for example, turns 800 in England. You've got um, 200 years since the Battle of Waterloo. Um, you've got the anniversary of the world's first restaurant in France. About 250 years ago, when a Monsieur Boulanger opened the world's first restaurant near the Louvre. How interesting. How interesting. The tallest building's fifth birthday, of course, the Burj Khalifa in Dubai. So that's got a little anniversary. Seventy years since the first atomic bombs were dropped on Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, quarter of a century since Nelson Mandela freed South Africa. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting, isn't it? Yes, you just don't that. realise, mm-hmm. do you? And the American Civil War ended 150 years ago. Cunard, that wonderful shipping company that's still going, it's back in 1840 that a Samuel Cunard first began operating the first scheduled UK North America boat service, 175 years ago. So that's just some of those special anniversaries. And then we've got some sporting events and festivals that occur around the world as well. And I thought we'd concentrate today on Canada and, and America. Um, and, of course, they have shows as well. And the Kentucky Derby, of course, as far as horse racing is concerned, is one that always is very, very famous in America. But not just that, and that's in, on May the 2nd, by the way. They have, you've got your golf of course, with the Masters in Augusta, which is uh, the 6th of April. You've got the US Open Golf also in June, and it's in Washington State this year, which is a, a change. Of course, you've got July the 4th, Independence Day. Um, they've got the USPGA, which is the 13th of August, in a place called Whistling Straits in Wisconsin. How interesting is that? Sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it would be very, very cool. Um, you've got, what else have we got coming up? They've got, well, of course, St. Patrick's Day is coming up, which is celebrated in lots of countries because of the Irish population as well. Um, you've got the Indianapolis 500, which is held in May as well. Um, you've got a motorcycle rally at the the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally on the 3rd of August. They've got that interesting festival called the Burning Man Festival, which they hold each year, which is in the Black Rock Desert of northern Nevada. And it's just a desert, but everyone comes in this this city sprouts up with everyone just coming and there's all these sort of interesting full-blown uh, improbable structures and all sorts of weird and wonderful things that you can go and see. Um, in October, you've got the Albuquerque International Balloon Festival. And, of course, at the end of October, you've got Halloween. And in the 26th of November, you've got Thanksgiving Day as well. So there's some things you can do in the States. Um, in Canada, you've got the Calgary Stampede, of course, which is, I guess, one of the most famous festivals there. And that's also in July every year that is held. You have a folk festival in Edmonton, which occurs, Toronto International Film Festival. They've got what they call Winterlude in Ottawa, which celebrates all things winter in the winter months, usually in February, so we've missed it for this year, so we'd be looking at at next year now. Um, They have Canada Day, which is on July the 1st, and they have celebrations worldwide there. You have the Montreal Jazz Festival, which is very famous as well, which is in June, July as well. They have the Comedy Festival in Montreal, and I know a lot of Australians often go over and um, show their stuff or strut their stuff in the Montreal Comedy Festival. That's been going since 1983. 
Quebec has a Winter City Carnival and they have a Celtic Colours International Festival there as well as many of the other things. Then sporting events, we can talk about those as well. Um, the Canadian Grand Prix is in Montreal as well this year, 5th to the 7th of June. Um, you've got the Women's FIFA World Cup is being held in Edmonton on the um, 6th of June. Um, what else have we got? Oh, they've got the Pan and Parapan American Games, which is being held in from July through to August this year. Um, the Honda Indy is in uh, Toronto as well. And, yeah, look, just lots of things happening in Canada as well. So you've got the wonderful things there that you can do, of course, is Churchill with your polar bears if you wanted to go up and do that. But also you can go there in the summer months and you can swim with the beluga whales in Hudson Bay. How amazing would that be? And, of course, the Northern Lights. They, you can experience the Northern Lights in that part of Canada. Then you can go and visit grizzly bears, which are lots of little places throughout Canada. Some are quite close to Vancouver, where you can go and do your grizzly bear watching. Salmon, watching them catch the salmon, you know. You've got skiing in winter, which, of course, it's famous for. And Canada's the second largest country in the world. So it's a very expansive country with a lot to offer, you know, for every season. And as does America, of course, with all its wonderful canyon lands, parks and national parks, you know, the coastline with your beaches, of course, which you don't have so much of in Canada, but you've got that with Florida and Californian coast and all that sort of stuff. So there's a lot to see and do in that northern American part of the world, and there's always something to suit everybody. Travel is the subject on 2NURFM, and Sally Lucas, we're looking at some travel news. Certainly are. DFAT have issued a travel advisory with a big difference, and I guess it's been in the press anyway, and I'm sure the average person wouldn't be thinking of going there, but this applies to Iraq. And the overall advice level remains just do not travel um, at all. Um, It warns Australians against visiting um, certain parts of the country in particular, and the area called Mosul, which is being declared an ISIS area, and, you know, it's engaging in hostile activity. So, and it's the biggest city controlled in Iraq by ISIS. So they just say to people, please, you know, just do not go to Iraq at all. So just keep that in mind. I'm sure you won't be any time soon anyway. Um, Rail uh, bits and bobs. Uh, Eurostar booking uh, extension. There was always times you can only book within Europe certain times in advance to book your rail. Mm -hmm. So they have actually given an extension to the six-month booking horizon with tickets for this year available to be booked right through to November the 16th. Now, that's amazing because it used to be only three months in advance you could book. And it is still for some rail journeys, but on the Eurostar, because it's so popular now, I think, they're realising they have to open up the bookings with a wider lead-in time. So just keep that in mind now that you can do that. So that's that's good news. Also, what they've introduced now with rail travel in Europe is there's more free travel for children in Europe, which I think is wonderful as well. Children under the age of 16 can get some free travel on New Rail, German and Brit Rail passes, depending, so long as they're travelling with an adult, of course. Um, the ones with up to two children between four and 11 years can travel free when accompanied by a guardian on a Eurail pass. And up to two children between 6 and 11 on the German pass and one child between 5 and 15 on selected Brit Rail passes. Um, and there's various other ones. So if you've got children or grandchildren that you're taking on holidays, just keep that in mind because that's a big saving, of course, if you're not having to pay for the kiddies. Definitely. Um, Avalon has introduced its newest sweet ship to sail the Mekong. And it's a brand new ship called the Avalon Siam Reap. And it's now going to sail along the mighty Mekong through Cambodia and Vietnam. It's catering to no more than 
36 guests, so it's only got 18 suites on board, uh, which is lovely, as you can imagine how personal that would be. And just again, as we've discussed before, Jane, just cruising, you know, lazily down these wonderful rivers, it's, I think, a wonderful way of seeing, seeing the world and, and how they live their life. Um, so just keep that in mind. It's a 12-night itinerary between Siem Reap and Ho Chi Minh. Um, which is really great, and you get three nights on this particular package in Siem Reap prior to the cruise, seven nights cruising, then two nights in Ho Chi Minh at the end as part of that package. And apparently this vessel has been built by local craftsmen, which has been designed to reflect the character, etc., of the area, with beautiful timber, of course, all throughout. Um, all air-conditioned suites, they're done in contemporary Asian style. You've got 23 square metres of living space in every cabin, so they're a decent-sized cabin. Um, open air balcony, floor to ceiling, wall to wall panoramic windows, and you'll just be sitting there watching the world go by. So just just something wonderful to keep in mind if you're thinking of going into that area. Yeah, very interesting part of the world too. It is, as you can attest to, Jane. Indeed. Indeed, indeed. Um, just to let people know, taxes, we hate taxes, I know, but there's a lot of taxes now that you cannot prepay in different countries around the world. So just keep that in mind. You need to budget for that when you're working out your costs to go overseas. Italy, has their, their room tax or city taxes are additional. You might say, oh, but I've Pay the tax, the VAT, whatever, sure you have, but these are additional taxes. Always check with your travel agent, you know, before you go, am I going to be up for any additional taxes? In a lot of cases, the answer will be yes. And, and the Council of Paris has just voted for an increase of their city tax, and which they're passing on to all stays, which has started from the 1st of March. And um, it, it varies depending on the rating of property. So a five-star property has gone up from 150, 1.50 euro to 3.3 euro. Um, and that, just keep that in mind, that's per person per night. Um, a four-star property, instead of 1.5, has gone up to 2.48. And three-star, instead of one, it's gone up to 1.65. So these are little things that will all add up at the end of your day when you're working out your budget. And also just recently um, when I was uh, organising um, a holiday for someone going to Hawaii, um, there are taxes there now again that you can't prepay. Now some of them are, are 20 to $23 a day. US, but, but they're giving you something for that. Now, one hotel might be a breakfast on the beach, a free shuttle to here, but it's a, still a compulsory tax. So whether you eat the free breakfast, use the shuttle, have the free you know, Wi-Fi, whatever. You're still paying. You're still yeah. going to be paying it, so you may as well take advantage of whatever they're offering you. So just keep that in mind as well. And just something new with, with cruising, P&O has added three more regional towns to its cruising in Australia. So isn't this lovely to see now? And uh, the visits to Eden on the New South Wales south coast, Mornington Peninsula, of course, in Victoria, and um, that, that's fantastic, and also Portland. So isn't that wonderful mm, that they're going into these places? And, of course, there's ships going in now to um, Yorkies Knob, you know, near Cairns. And, of course, they're coming into round Cairns and the Sunday areas as well. So that's lovely. And, of course, we get a lot of them coming here, which is wonderful for us. But can I put my two bobs worth in again, Jane? And whoever's listening, please get behind having a cruise terminal, a decent cruise terminal for Newcastle so we can give our visitors a wonderful welcome. We do give a wonderful welcome with our, with our you know, sort of ambience and everything else, but it'd be nice to give them a lovely cruise terminal as well. Thank you Sally Lucas. And enjoy the show everybody and we'll be talking travel again next Friday after the one o'clock news on 2NURFM.